All right, what is going on, everybody? Welcome back to another day of Saber Sims DFS Office Hours. It is Wednesday, April 12th of 2023 here. Uh, looks like we already had an eight-game MLB early slate get going on us, but we still have a six-game main slate later this afternoon. Uh, NBA playoffs are in full swing. We got uh, two play-in games yesterday, followed by two more play-in games today so that should be awesome as well and then we also have a three game nhl slate but for those of you who are new here welcome my name is andrew one of the coaches over here at sabersim this is a show where we go over how to use the sabersim app answer any and all dfs related questions that come in live in the youtube chat or in the office hours channel in our discord server if you're not in our discord there's a link in the description below to get joined up highly recommend it a lot of good conversations going on in the channels each and every day but with that being said uh, gonna get the app pulled up here and we are just going to get going uh have a couple questions here that came in via uh the office hours channel uh should keep us a little busy to start the show but if anybody has any additional questions now is always a great time to get those questions in so it looks like our first question here um actually came in from from elder here and uh there was some discussion about this going back and forth happy to touch on it myself question says what advantages do dfs players who don't use sabersim have over sabersim users so uh you know like to to phrase this a little differently i think like another way of of phrasing this question is like what are the things that sabersim is bad at relative to other services i think is like a good way to kind of uh put this question another way and and i think it's a fair question i think that you know it's important to weigh these factors when deciding you know what services that you want to sign up for um i'll, I'll say up front you know we do not do a lot of slate to slate content we do not do slate breakdowns uh you're not gonna find us writing articles about core plays or our favorite plays of the day or uh, different things like that, right? That's just kind of not what our brand is, not a direction that we decided as a company not to go. Uh, if you're if you're looking for that, and if that is important to you, you know, we are we have our partners, Run Pure Sports. Uh, they do a ton of content. They do a lot of great content. Uh, if you're if you're looking for something like that, you know, I would suggest checking them out and then they have a saber sim uh version of run pure sports with a couple neat different uh tools they have like a core plays column they have uh you know their own projections so you get run pure projections and saber sim projections you could average them you could do different things like that but um i would say you know as as a subscriber if you are looking for uh quote unquote uh expert breakdown uh, you're really not going to find that here with SaberSim. You know, we are more along the lines of teaching people how to fish as opposed to feeding them a fish, as the saying goes. So th that's what I would say. But I'd say aside from that, you know, our optimizer is is really strong. Um, a lot of the other sources or, or companies out there, you know, have traditional optimizers or they only offer projections and then they have like a traditional optimizer like um, – second partner add-on kind of like the way run pure does like they don't have their own optimizer they partner with us and then they are optimizer so we offer projections we offer 
um, ownership projections, fantasy point projections. We have simulations. You know, we're, we're the only optimizer using sims that comes to mind. Uh, you guys can let me know if, if there's one that, or I, I think um, I think uh, there there is one. Run the Sims has they do Sims as well. Um, but you know, as far as you know, major um, a lot a lot of work with the Sims. So you kind of just have to weigh these things and and figure out what's important to you and decide uh, what you want to go. But we believe that our optimizer is super strong. Our Sims are great. Uh, we have really strong projections, and we're just trying to uh, create good DFS players uh, from within. And uh, hopefully, you know, you guys can be uh, writing writing your own articles and, and figuring out what the best plays are yourself. But um, no, I, I'm happy to talk about that and, and be pretty candid uh, with that conversation. But uh, Elder, let me know if you have any more questions or follow up on um, along those lines. All right. Uh, the unit, thigh unit, maybe, uh, had a question here. And um, we were going back and forth a little bit. I think we're going to have a little time on today's show. Not too many questions to kick us off here. So happy to do a demo here. But basically what um, the Caesar is trying to do said, is there a certain way to avoid adding weights to certain positions? Say I want to build a filter for single singles, adding them sorting after the build process. It looks like it includes the pitchers, uh, which are not hitting the ball or getting on base. Is there a way around besides building an entire column that doesn't include pitchers? Okay. So I went back and forth a little bit just to kind of get some clarification uh, before the show here as to what exactly um, they were trying to do. So, so filters are here on the home screen and right underneath the lineup rules, you can click this filter icon. It's going to add the ability, give you the ability to add filters. If you're trying to filter based on position, uh, you could do that, right? And and you could do that with this um, apply to selected positions. So let's say that, you know, you don't, um, I, I don't know what a good like hitter one would be. Um, but basically, if you wanted to do like just like position players who hit the ball, you just uncheck pitchers and then vice versa. If you wanted to do only pitchers, uh, you could uncheck all these other positions. I think like the easiest example of that is like with projected points uh you want to make sure that you know you're not getting any pitchers that are not expected to start like any um bullpen guys so we see like kind of a drop off here from taj bradley at 9.65 and then down to 3.65 to our first relief pitchers here so the only tricky part is that sometimes starters uh spencer strider great example here are listed as relief pitchers. So it's not like so simple to go in and say like, hey, remove all relief pitchers because sometimes those guys are listed as starters. So you're better off handling that from like a fantasy point perspective. So let's say that, you know, I don't want to see any starter, any uh, non-starters, right? So I'm going to go do a filter with my projection. Uh, don't show or show players with my projection greater than five, right? If I leave that to all players, like, yeah, it's going to handle the pitchers, the relief pitchers, but then it's also going to uh, remove some batters as well because you're applying it to all there. So if I scroll down here, you know, there there are plenty of players here. There's a couple uh, that are in the starting lineup that are being excluded because of that rule. If you were to just apply that only to pitchers here and then save it, then boom, you get all your batters back. So so that that is how filters specifically work wanted to cover that before we jump into this next part uh so so really the 
where this question is coming from is they are trying to do a custom metric uh, that includes hits, right? So if we scroll over here, um, this is like the only stat I think, or as, as uh, K's do as well, where it shows for batters and pitchers. So like we see that, you know, we're, we're expecting Spencer Strider to give up on average 4.44 hits, right? But then if we scroll down to our batters, you know, we're expecting uh, Ronald Acuna to get 1.01 hits on average here, right? So that is being counted for both. The users asking, hey, is there a way to um, not do that? That way I could use it as a custom metric only for batters. So if you wanted to do that, what I would do, and I'm going to pull up my entire screen. So when I download this, you guys can see what I'm doing here. And I'm going to get this question off the board. I'm going to hit download. So this will download this entire table, uh, our CSV of all of our projections and, and player information here. And then boom, I have all this here in the CSV. Uh, what I'm going to do is scroll over to the right here. And I'm going to go find the hits column. Uh, so it looks like hits are right here under H. So BK. So what I would do is I would insert a column next to it. And then I'm just going to copy this over. Oops. And then I'm just going to copy this over. And then I'm just going to rename this. So I'm going to say... Um, uh, I don't know, my hits, maybe just to let you guys know that like I'm I'm messing with this. So I have my hits here. What I'm going to do is I'm going to filter. So I'm going to go out of filter and then I'm going to go to position and then I'm going to uncheck all except for pitchers here. And then so now I'm, I'm now I should only be seeing. Did I do it right? So now I should only be seeing pitchers. Okay, great. And then I'm going to go and remove all the data in this column from this selected group that I chose. And then I'm just going to clear all that. So then now when I unfilter here, the data for the pitchers will now be gone. If we go to back to my hits, and then I will only have all of the data for uh position players. And if you, if you need to see both, you know, you could just uh, freeze the panes wherever, and then scroll this over. So boom, I have, you know, I can see my players and then I can go to my hits and then I'm not getting it for all of the pitchers, only the position players. This looks great. This is exactly what I wanted. Now um, I'm going to just save this, close it out, go to upload, upload CSV here. And I believe it's this one. So I think it's uploading the CSV. Okay, it is. So then I'm, you know, I have my DFS ID. I have my name. I'm going to scroll over here. And then I should have, I could have uploaded the wrong one. Okay. Uh, this 11, 12. Okay. I think I uploaded the early. So going to re-upload this. Just make sure I have all the right stuff here. Let this all load up. Okay, DFS ID, name. And then I'm just looking for the column that says my hits. Okay, my hits. Boom. So then I will just go to add custom column. And then I can rename this if I want. 
Okay, it says my hits, great. It's reading it, perfect. And then now this will be a custom column when I upload it. So then boom, I have this my hits column that just populated next to minimax exposure. You see that all these values are zeroed out for all the pitchers. And then if we go down to the position players, boom, I have all my hits. So now when I go to the post build, so let's go run a build here. So I'm just gonna run 500 lineups. And let me get my screen back to normal. All right. Lineups are running. Everything looks good here. Going to let these load up. And then now if I want to create some type of custom metric or something here, uh, what I could do is I can go, well, I can do two things. I could either do a filter and then you know, show lineups with, and then if I scroll down, um, actually, no, that's based on custom metrics. Okay. Add metric. And then now if I come here, I should have my hits. So if I want to do, you know, my hits, uh, the user said something about my hits, some values, and then added some type of weight. Uh, this is how I would do it. And then this, this will be right here for you. So once you upload that custom data, it does become a column that you can now use as part of your custom metric. So that is basically exactly how I would do it. Um, and then, you know, you could do whatever you were going to do with that information from there. But that is a uh, demo. I will make sure to ping the user and let them know that I demoed it on stream there. Uh, any questions, just let me know. But we are going to keep it rolling here. All right, next question came in from Kevlar. Kevlar said, if you're making lineup changes slash late swaps due to players not being in the lineup, when replacing them, do those swaps follow your pre-build rules, uh, pre-build lineup rules, specifically only including a player with a home run expectancy of less than 10% if they are stacked? So the answer is yes. Uh, so it, if anytime you run a build, you know, before the slate locks, after the slate locks, uh, you know, during late swap, all of those things, the builder will always honor whatever is in the home screen. So if you have rules on, if you have minimax exposures on, uh, the builder is going to do its best job to honor those things. You could come, you could run into an issue where, like, based on you know, uh, like like extreme example is you know, um, all these games lock and it's like the last game of the night, and then. Uh, all of a sudden you're trying to force like 100% exposure to Mookie bets, but you know, one, there might not be enough salary left or, or two, all your positions might have locked already and some lineups can't be swapped too. So the builder's going to do its best job to honor, you know, whatever you have in the home screen. I think that you're, you're very safe with your rule here. I don't see any issue with that, but I think minimax exposures can be a little tricky. So, you know, whatever you set, give it, you know, uh, plus or minus five to ten percent, depending on how many games are left and uh, what what you set it at. So if this is like thirty, and then you get to the post build, you run your late swap, it's only at like twenty seven. Uh, I would be okay with that. I would probably just leave it alone because that just tells me that hey, you know, uh, based on lineup salaries positions, that Sabrickson can only get twenty seven percent of this guy into your lineups, and then from there, be very careful using min uniques. Uh, adjusting exposures further, that's only going to uh, 
potentially limit the number of lineups that that player is in since that player was barely only able to get into 27%. So be a little flexible, understand slate context, where you are at in the slate, and then kind of go from there. All right. Uh, next question here. See a couple questions in the YouTube chat. Uh, we will get to all the questions before the end of the show. Just going to keep knocking these ones out in the uh, Discord first. All right. Next question here from Teddy. Teddy said, hey, Andrew, if I'm uploading custom median and ceiling projections for PGA, do they get accounted for in the percentiles that the new sorting methods use? Uh, okay. So this is a good question. Before I get to this one, uh, I'm going to answer this question from Joe. This is a follow-up directly to our last question. So we're not jumping all over the place. Uh, Joe said, uh, I meant more so using the lightning when it turns red. Will the replacements, it suggests, follow pre-build lineup rules? Okay, so this is a great question. So so the answer is no. So this quick swap feature, um, whenever this lightning bolt goes on, you know, that is basically saying that, hey, there's a player with a projection of zero in your builds. Um, you know, you probably want to get that player out. What this feature is, is it is just a uh, very quick and easy way of like doing a one-for-one -one swap. So this red lightning bolt, when you are quick swapping, that is not going to honor your rules uh, or anything like that. That is just, hey, you know, this player is out. There's this much salary left just put the next highest projected player in there. So let's say, you know, you have, um, what's a good example? Let's say you have 100% Clayton Kershaw here at 9,900 salary um, and a 21 projection. Let's say you have 100% of him. He gets ruled out. If you were to do a quick swap and you had 0% Spencer Strider, the builder would put 100% Spencer Strider in your lineups because one he's under the salary that clayton kershaw is so you know you're gonna have enough salary and then two he is higher projected than him so so this is like not using sims this is not uh building lineups this is just doing like one for one player swaps based on projection and salary so like that is how that works so so uh not just just to clarify there and then joe said got it thanks andrew glad i was able to clear that one up for you Snowman said, hello, thank you for all your help. Yeah, man, happy to help. You know, that's what I'm what I'm here for. Uh, I love when, you know, users come in, ask questions on the show, and then I get a message like, hey, you know, I won last night. We had, a, I believe it was um, R. Martinez uh, take down like a 15K MBA like a couple weeks ago. And uh, he was like, hey, I was asking questions on Monday. And then later that night, I, I took down the 15K, uh, $4.20 for MBA. So like, that's awesome. I love to see that stuff. All right, getting back to Teddy's question here, uh, asking about if I'm uploading custom median and ceiling projections for PGA, do they get accounted for in the percentiles that the new sorting methods use? Uh, so it depends how you're uploading it, I guess is the right answer here. So if you are adding it as a custom column, the same way that we did the My Hits example, uh, if you are doing it that way, then no. If, if you are uploading custom data, that is mostly for like reference and for you to use or, or, or as part of your custom metrics, et cetera. But that has no effect on the, on the Sims, on the range of outcomes here. What does have an effect on the range of outcomes here is any projection overrides that you do. So, so let's say that, you know, you are, um, you don't want to use the mean 
fantasy point projections here uh, because, you know, hitters are super variant. And you know that when a player has a, you know, right skewed data set like this, that the mean is going to be higher than the median. And you're like, you know what? I, I want to use something more like median where this median projection is about eight and his uh, mean projection is 9.96. If you were to upload and overwrite the projections, then what we would do, so like, let's say, you know, you you download the median projections, you upload them as custom projections. And then what that would do is say, hey, you know, C Cedric William, Cedric Mullins, a new fantasy point projection is eight and not 9.96. Go look at his entire range of outcomes and essentially drop it by two points. So for every time he scores 30 points, he now scores 28. For every time he scores 20, he now scores 18, et cetera, et cetera. So when you are adjusting fantasy point projections up or down, you are shifting that player's range of outcomes. But if you are just uploading custom columns, uh, that does not have an effect on the Sims. So that is uh, how I would describe that that how that process works, Teddy. So if you have any more questions, just let me know. All right, question here from Chuck the Pure. Chuck said, uh, "Okay, it rejected my comp, my my upload as spam. Uh, interesting. Okay, it says the DFS profit plan recommends playing the contests that players with one million plus in lifetime earnings cannot enter before filling higher entry fee contests. However, I've been experiencing." experiencing success in the mid stakes, $33 entry field, small field contests. And yesterday I took second for a $400 prize. Should I keep this contest in my overall portfolio or just limit myself to the contest pros cannot enter? Okay. So good question here. Uh, so what I do know is that uh, just, just a little heads up, Jordan is going to be releasing a, um, I believe like a pro video this week, kind of uh, along these lines. So stay tuned for that. I think I might have a, spoil this so i hope he does indeed release it or else i'm going to be getting some some messages about that uh at, on monday show but anyways uh just to talk about this a little bit so what i would say is that you know i don't know how much you've been experimenting with this i don't know how many slates you've played or how many you know uh days you played or entries you played etc here um i would say be careful you know tread lightly don't don't start maxing it out i'm sure that this is probably a uh, multi-entry contest and and i think that you know you could have success you know a couple times but i think like oh over a season you know uh law of large numbers everything is going to regress to the mean to the average so if you're you know having above average success now um that is you could expect that like to to cool down a little bit like you just can't run that hot i don't think anybody is 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 that good right um so i would say just just be a little cautious with it i think that uh, best practice is is to not play that contest until there are no other good contests to play. Like I've done the math and on on you know I think MLB is a great time of the year. If you pull up these slates, there are four classic slates on for today for MLB on DK, and then there are six showdowns, and then you could go play. Main slates on Yahoo, main slates on Owner's Box, main slates on FanDuel. FanDuel has single game contests. Uh, 
DraftKings is like the best for alternate slates and like the size of the contest. So like their early slate, their afternoon slate, their night slate, uh, no site is really going to beat them on like the, the size of their contest and the number of contests that they're offering on these alternate slates. But, you know, there are plenty of other sites with good main slates to get action down on. And then that's not even accounting for all of these showdowns. Right. So I, I, I can, when I've done this for NBA, I could easily get $1,500 down a day between different sites, including like all the satellites, everything like that. Uh, so, so that's good. So, I mean, if, if you're above that threshold, you know, and you're still looking for stuff to play, um, you know, if you, if you find success in a niche and, you know, maybe there's like a game theory component that, you know, you're really good at, uh, in this size contest, you know, take advantage of that for sure. If you can find edge somewhere, uh, do it and, and, you know, ride that wave as long as you can, but just be a little cautious and, uh, don't be, um, to like results oriented within, you know, a small day sample, but also congratulations on the win, Chuck. All right. Uh, jumping over to the YouTube chat. Oh no, I'm sorry. We got one more here from agency arms. All right. Last question in the discord question says, could you explain to us how can this benefit us time-wise with this option toggled on? Is this applicable for all sports slates in general including showdown and then included the um enable master upload button uh also chuck just said thanks that was helpful glad glad uh glad to help you out chuck all right uh getting back to this question so if you're on saberson pro we have this feature called enable master upload here uh what this is is basically we know that a lot of players on the pro plan are 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 doing kind of what i was just talking about playing all the sites, playing all the slates. Um, it can get pretty tedious to, to constantly having to upload custom projections or different things that you're doing outside of Sabersim before bringing those into the app. So if you just go to the upload feature, we do have this apply to all slates button. So this would apply, you know, um, if you were to upload custom projections, it would apply to all slates for DK. But, you know, what if you're also playing Fandle? What if you're also playing Yahoo? What if you're also playing Owner's Box? Then we have this master upload, which is like the next step beyond that, which if you if you uh, change to master upload, and then let's say that you have, you know, a Google sheet or some CSV that has, you know, projections for players for, for FanDuel, projections for players for Yahoo, projections for players for DK, uh, you could upload it all on this page here, and then it will get dispersed to all the sites. So if you were to do stuff uh, outside of SaberSim, and then you could come in here and upload, and then it, you would use the upload the same exact way. But then once this data comes into these columns here, then it will automatically get dispersed to all the sites, all the slates. So this is like a step up from the upload to all slates. This is basically upload to all sites at once. So that is what this feature does. If you are someone who is uploading uh, custom projections or you know, aggregating outside of SaberSim and then bringing it in, uh, that feature should be very helpful for you. So it just depends kind of on what your process is and um, go from there. Uh, really quickly, uh, the unit followed up said, I got I got it filtered. Only issue I see now is it doesn't show the calculated score. I'm wondering if it has to do with the blank positions for the pitchers. I'm going to try giving them 
basically uh, nothing scores. So uh, just just keep troubleshooting that, and then I will let you know that I demoed this at the start of office hours today. All right, jumping over to the YouTube chat here. First question from Anna K. Anna said, I'm new to DFS and need to learn more about stacking. What do you think would be a good resource to learn? Uh, this is a really good question. Uh, so we have a library of help docs here. I don't know if there's anything about stacking. We could try here first, but if you're looking for basically information about the app, I would go to two places. I would go to one, our help documentation or two, our YouTube channel. So let's just kind of walk through these together and then see what information we're getting from each here. Usually our um, help library is more like how-to videos. So like how to use our projections, how to use your, how to choose your settings, how to dial in your lineups, how to fill your entries, how to late swap. So that's, that's what you get here from a lot of our um, help stuff. But if you go to this frequently asked questions, you go to view more, it's taking you to a library. So I'm just going to search, just do a keyword, just put stack. Um, how do I make a stacking rule? How does upside correlation work? This is probably a good one here. Um, nothing too much beyond that. I would do basically the same exact thing on YouTube. I would go to our YouTube channel. I would go to search and then I would just put in a keyword, just like stack. And then we have these, how to build a better DFS stack with upside correlation, getting your MLB stacks exactly the way you want with SaberSim. This is a, this was from yesterday's show. So with, with MLB just starting up in the last couple of weeks, we've been talking a lot about stacking up. Uh, one great thing that, probably we don't talk enough about is if you go to, if you go to our old, um, if you go to our office hours playlist on YouTube, you could click into any past video and then, uh, where did it go? Okay. Hold on. Let's try that again. So go to playlists. Okay. Uh, go to a past video here. So when the video pops up, if you go to the description here and hit show more, uh, what it is going to do is it is going to, we, we go back in all the videos and we timestamp different questions or different things we talk about. That's mostly so users can come in and like just listen to the segments that they need to listen to. So just in this video from yesterday, uh, we talked about stacks. We talked about stacks again. We talked about stacks at the end of this video. So I would uh, go through our office hours playlist, just kind of click on some videos with since opening day, which was about two weeks ago here, uh, two weeks ago tomorrow, I believe. And then just, just look for correlation, look for stacks, um, look for something with like those keywords and just listen to those segments. And that should help you out to get you an understanding of, um, why stacking is important, why correlation is important and all of those concepts. So, so that is probably where I would suggest starting. All right. Next question here from Deshaun said, I use the ownership fade to get more aggressive, but with the ownership fade gone, how can I get more aggressive? Should I change the ownership weights? Feel like getting not enough low owned plays. Uh, so, okay. Good question here. So yes. So you're right. You know, we did get rid of the ownership fade slider here. Um, if you want to do this, what I would suggest is a couple things. So let's go into a build that we've already run here so we can talk about this. So basically all the work is going to come in the post build here. And what I would do is I would look at what, um, you know, make sure you choose your contest settings first. Make sure that you know, you know, what kind of lineup 
what kind of contest you're building for, et cetera, because then that is going to get auto-populated. And then you can see um, with your Sabre score, it's going to auto-populate. And then you get to go in and see the formula here. So then what I would do is I would look at this formula and then see, okay, you know, what is, what is the average adjusted ownership uh, negative weight being applied for the one I'm using? And then go and look at one for a, for a different uh, size contest and then go see what the weight is for that one. So let's say, you know, you're playing a large slate, you're playing a small field, you're playing like a single entry, not that many entrants here. If I were to go and look at this formula, it's a negative 0.4 weight here, right? Two things you could do. Um, what you could do is, if you're not on the pro plan, what I would suggest is just going and picking a different con, a different contest size that has a bigger ownership weight. So we can go from negative 0.4 to negative 0.7, and then that'll get you a bigger weight there. If you're on the pro plan, what I would suggest is rebuilding this formula, just and then just adjusting the weight of that one uh, variable in the formula. So if you're on the pro plan, what you could do is you could just go to add metric. And then what I would do is I would just like take a screenshot of, of this here, of this uh, formula. And then I would um, just like pop that up on, on my browser. If I have a second screen, just open up, uh, open it up on there and then rebuild the custom metric and then just change the weight to ownership. So those are the two ways that I would think about going about it. Um, if I wanted to get more weight or, or value, ownership fade more with the current version of Sabersim. All right. Uh, Samuel Campana said, Hey, Andrew, I've already added the geo mean value under step three, yet it seems when I use the formula, most of the time, the value I'm getting, uh, it barely trashes any lineups or none, none at all. What's wrong with this? I'm assuming. So, so really nothing. So I think that, you know, what that is saying is that whatever size contest you're playing, um, whatever players are in your lineup are basically leading to you like not meeting that threshold to be trashed. So, so let's say that you are building a custom metric, uh, or I'm sorry, let's say that you, you're trying to optimize to have no dupes in a contest, right? So then the way you do that is you do one, which is the number of dupes that you want divided by the number of entries in the contest. Let's say it's a 10,000 person contest. So then you do one divided by 10,000. Let's say that this is a, um, gosh, I don't even know how many players are in this. Let's say that it's a golf lineup, right? Let's say that we're doing this for golf. So in golf, there are only six players in the contest. So then six players in the lineup. Uh, so it's one divided by 10,000 to the power of one over N where N is the number of players. So it'd be one over six. You do that formula, you get your number, you know, let's say your geo mean is like 25, uh, when you apply that as a filter, you're not trashing any lineups. That's great. Like, I would love that. Uh, what that means is that all the lineups in your set are already not expected to be duplicated in that size contest. So you should be comfortable from a duplication perspective playing all of them. So that means that now you have more variability. Now you could use min uniques. Now you can get more diverse. Now you can spread out your exposure without worrying about a without worrying about running out of lineups. So if you had, you know, a 500 pool build and you applied that geomine filter and then you trashed 250 lineups, now your available pool is, is really small. Your, your effective pool that you're working with here is, is very small. And so you're going to have to 
play more of those lineups, maybe give up some of those additional things that you wanted to do. But if you're doing that filter and it is not getting rid of anything, I think that's great. And that is just uh, giving you more optionality at that point. All right. Uh, Anna K said, thank you so much. Yep. Happy to help. And that is what I'm here for. Katie Mobley said, is there a way to upload lineups such that the chalkiest are in your smaller contests? specifically showdown baseball where I end up playing one solo lineup and 40, 20 max lineups because the settings are the same when building for solo versus 20 max. Okay. Good question here. Um, so let's go back to MLB here and let's talk about this a little bit. Uh, Sam, I will get back to your follow-up here. Okay. Uh, so Basically, what I would suggest is that this is probably all going to have to be done um, in the... Okay, so actually, I have a better idea. So let's just go to the main slate here. And what I'm going to suggest... Let me get a, let me get a CSV. Hold on. So let me just enter a couple lineups here. And then we could have a CSV. And we could talk about how to do this. Because... I think that this is like something that we haven't exactly talked about. And I think this is like a pretty cool idea that I've heard some users talk about. So thank you to those users for giving me this idea. All right. Uh, let's go to tonight's slate. I'm just going to enter this contest and this contest. All right. So I have a CSV with two contests now. I'm just going to pull that up here. So boom, I have these two contests, right? Um, what I would suggest is let's say that, actually, you know what? Let's enter this one twice. Cause I wanna do these with different sizes. So let's re-upload. Okay, so now I have one contest with two entries and then I have one contest with one entry. So what I would suggest is that let's say you want to build uh, the two lineups first, right? So I want to go, I want to do my two lineups. You know, I get my two lineups. I'm happy with them. Then I go and fill these. Actually, I'm going to uncheck the, the, the solo here. I'm just going to fill these two. And then boom, this is done. From the same build, uh, these lineup sets are going to save. So when you hit fill entries, what's going to happen is we are automatically going to save all of the exposures, all of the, um, you know, everything that you've done. We're going to make sure that we save this set. That way later you can come back and click on it again. And, and you can see that we've been saving this set uh, automatically every time we leave the screen and the whole time that we've been doing demos in this show. So then boom, I have my two lineups. Now let's say, you know, I want to build my one lineup separately. I'm going to use the same pool, but I'm going to make sure that, you know, I'm getting to the team or the stacks that I want here. So then once you're done with this one lineup, you could go fill again, and then you could just uncheck this two, go in and fill the one and then fill that one. So like in your specific example, what you said is that you want the chalkiest lineup in your smaller, smaller contests, which I think makes sense. And then you're saying, you know, you play one solo lineup and then you do a, a 40 uh, entries and then you do 20 entries, et cetera. 
So then what I would do is I would just take it all from one pool. And then I would say, okay, you know, I'm going to build my 40. Um, I'm going to be happy with this. And then I'm going to save that set. And then I'm going to, you know, do my 20 lineups. And then I'm going to save that set. And then I'm going to use uh, my one lineup. And then I'm going to, you know, save that and then be happy with that. And then when you come in here, you should have all of these different saved lineup sets where you can just fill differently. So when you go to fill entries, um, you know, maybe I want to fill my my two entry from my uh, 40 max now. And then you could you could adjust these and figure out which ones you want to use. So I think that is like the easiest way to decide what lineup uh, goes into what contest. Another thing that you could do here, like let's say you're starting with your 20 and let's say that you really like lineup uh, 17, right? So let's go to lineup 17. So then when you get to lineup 17, when you hit this lock icon, what this is going to do is it's going to make sure that this lineup is always used no matter how many number of lineups you have. So then let's say that, uh, okay, you know, I built my 20. Now I only want to play my, I want to enter for my one lineup for my solo, but I want it to be this lineup. When you change this to one, it's going to make sure that that 17th lineup gets used. And then when you go to fill from this new one here, um, that is going to be that 17th lineup. And then you can fill that. And then uh, you know that that lineup is in that contest. And then also you can name these, uh, you can name these sets. So if you want to name this saved lineup set and you just want to put, uh, you know, chalky lineup. And then, you know, you want to, Put in like your your 40 uh you know go go name that something else right just put like mme or something like that you know you can name these to make them identif more identifiable to you under this lineups tab when you drop them down and then you're saying like wait which was the one lineup that i said i was going to use and then you know you have a couple different timestamps, so you can name them and then make your life easier from that perspective as well all right Jumping back to uh, Sam's question said, follow up. I still use the highest entry contest versus the dupes. Correct. Thanks. I already figured out what I was doing wrong. Okay, great. Glad you're able to figure it out. Uh, yes. So that's, that's the way I would suggest doing it is, you know, take that, take your, your biggest entry, you know, maybe you're, you're playing, a, you know, a 10,000, a 20,000 and a 50,000, just do the dupes for the 50,000 and just be okay with the trickle down effect. Or similarly to how we did this demo right now, uh, you could do you could do different ways, right? So like, let's say that you know you want to do twenty lineups for your fifty thousand. You put in the GeoMean filter uh, for that, so you know hide lineups where GeoMean is greater than I don't know fifteen. And then you know, okay, you know I, I got rid of fifty two lineups. Um, and then let's say that you know I'm done with this. This is my big contest. Then I'm going to go do my next 20 max. Maybe you redo this calculation. And then the next time, you know, for the next contest, it's it's 13. And then, you know, now you have a different set of lineups to to work with that are, that are you know, uh, different with a different GeoMean threshold here. So I think there's a couple different ways to do it. But I think that you're never going to go wrong just getting rid of all the dupes for your biggest contest and then letting that have like a trickle down effect throughout the rest of your contest portfolio. All right. Um, that was our last question. 
in the YouTube chat. Uh, we have gotten through all the questions in both the Discord and the YouTube chat. If anybody has any additional questions, now's a great time to get them in. Looks like we had a follow-up here from Elder. I'm just going to read this one uh, quickly and uh, while we wait for any questions to come in. So Elder said, thanks for your thoughts on the question. To be clear, as Andy and Matt both knew already, I'm not going anywhere and don't wish to subscribe to any other services. I was looking for some objectivity. And I think that you provided that in the former part of your response on stream. I don't have any additional follow-up at this time. Yeah, no, happy to hear that. Um, you know, I, I, I do know that, you know, plenty of people do subscribe to multiple uh sites and, and sources to get, you know, different information, different perspectives. Uh, I think that, you know, wisdom of the crowd can, can be good sometimes, and it's good to get these different insights and different things like that. But uh, no, I'm, I'm happy to answer any questions like that. Uh, and uh, if you have any more questions along those lines, just let me know. Samuel said, that's my other follow-up. Is it greater than instead of less than? Okay. So with geo mean, so basically the higher the geo mean, the, the um more likely it is to be duped so so it depends it could technically be both it depends whether you use show or hide so for me what i like the way i like to think about it in my head is hey you know i i don't want to see the lineups where the geo mean is high so what i do is i hit hide lineups with the geo mean greater than x what you could also say is hey you know show me lineups where geo mean is less than x as well uh, so, so there's two different ways to write it just depends on the way that makes the most sense to you. For me, it is the hide option. And then Samuel said, that's one part I get confused, still get confused most times. Yeah, no, I understand. Um, just make sure that, you know, uh, you're, you're thinking through it. So, 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 so it's like, okay, show lineups with geo mean less than X. So what you're saying is like, Hey, show me all the geo means that are this number or lower, which would be, you know, your, your dupe threshold number. And then, you know, if you say hide lineups with geo mean greater than, it's like, hey, you know, I, I don't want to see the lineups where the geo mean is above this threshold. So kind of just got to work through it a little bit and uh, it, it'll make more sense to you. The more that you think about it, the more that you kind of get used to that question. All right, everybody. Uh, looks like that is it. Uh, great show today. Appreciate everybody tuning in. Appreciate everybody asking questions live and uh, participating in the conversation. Uh, we will be right back here tomorrow for our Thursday show. If you guys are building lineups, whether that be NBA, whether that be MLB, whether that be golf, uh, whatever it is, if you guys are building lineups, question pops in your head, drop it in the Office Hours channel, let it sit there. That'll get us a steady queue of questions to answer as we get this show going on the next show while people tune in, while people get those DFS juices uh, flowing and get those questions start to roll in. So I always appreciate when you guys do that. And if you are not playing over on owner's box, be sure to take advantage of the free Sabersim credit that you can get by playing over there. Take advantage of their $500 deposit bonus and take advantage of the softer contest, the overlaid contests as well. I highly suggest taking advantage of it while these contests continue to not fill. So uh, a link to this promo page is in the description of this video. But until tomorrow, take care. I will see you. Good luck and bye.